This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shouldn't you be at work? It's a lovely chip! Oh, it's a brilliant goal! From Lord Pohino! Still it's not away. Southgate shot. Milosevic scores. You can pair up if you like, and you can fucking pick someone else to help you, and you can bring your fucking dinner. It'll break for them if they can scramble away here, and they can. Ajax at sixes and sevens, they're at full stretch here. It's going to fall for Max Beaver. Oh my word! What a finish! And Beaver smashes the dam. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh no! Hello and welcome to the traditional end of series quickly Kevin quiz. I'm Chris Gold. Joining me as always, Josh Widdicombe. Hello. And joining us, a man who is so 90s, he even likes Euro 92. It's Michael Marden. Is that true, Michael? I was hoping Chris wouldn't get to me at home. I was Googling what was Swedish for hello. <laughs> hello. Do you even like Euro 92? Apart from Denmark winning it, I'm not sure I could tell you anything about that tournament. I think it's something that we should definitely revisit. We did it a bit with Fordy, didn't we? Yeah, I'd like I'd like to do a deep dive into that tournament as much for my own sort of enjoyment and lack of knowledge as anything else. I remember one of the Danish players getting quite a bad injury, where I think his kneecap was like poking out oh, vertically man. when. If you turned a kneecap 90 degrees, that's my main memory. You're not selling it to me. (laughs) Yeah, does his surname rhyme with a Cadbury's chocolate bar? Can we kind of work it into it? (laughs) So, we will be returning with a new series of Quickly Kevin in early March, because, uh, to be quite frank, we like to get all the interviews recorded beforehand so we're not panickingly... uh, phoning Adi Akinbayi and trying to track him down 48 <laughs> hours before we, an episode goes live. So uh, it's back in March. However, if you are an XJ8 member on Patreon, that is the level that gets the Steve Bruce episodes, etc., then um, we are going to do an episode every week to fill in that time before the new series starts. That will be uh, Ivo Graham, Steve Barnes trilogy episodes. There'll be some extra film clubs. There'll be correspondence episodes. There'll be new types of episode we've always toyed with doing. Uh, so they'll be coming your way to fill that gap before the main series starts. Also, you still have time if you want to get the um, Quickly Kevin uh, 2021 calendar, which will be dispatched mid-January. That's what we're aiming for. Um, you need to have signed up to the Patreon by midnight December the 31st do that literally as you hear the bongs that is the countdown and um, sign up give your address and that is the first uh, piece of memorabilia that will be coming out to XJ8 members next year the Quickly Kevin 2021 wall calendar and I'll be honest with you we've had a meeting on Zoom about what's going to be on it and we're really pleased with it we're really excited so we can't wait to send it out And just to give you a little clue as to what you might expect, if you're looking for a calendar that may depict Barry Fry eating a fry-up, let's just say you might be very pleased (laughs) in late January. Get all that over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash quicklykevin. Okay, the end series quiz is always uh, one of my favourite episodes, partly because we don't have to go to the lengths of booking a footballer. We've already recorded it, and I'd say this might be the best one we've done. I absolutely loved it. This is... Quickly, Kevin, Series 7, End of Season Quiz. When the seagull follows the trolley, 
it's because they think sergeants will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Quickly Kevin end of series quiz as is tradition. I'm Chris Go and joining me as always, Josh Whittacombe. Hello. And also the finest 90s quiz host this side of Chris Tarrant. It's Michael Marden. Hello. I just don't feel like Chris Tarrant is... I think I think who wants to be a millionaire really? I mean, it started in the 90s, but I think it really... But look, you've got I to remember it. It's 90s, legally. Remember, I, can tell you, I can tell you the exact date of the Major Charles Ingram incident. <laughs> Go on. It was the 11th of September 2001, because that's why it wasn't in the news. Oh, it happened wow. on 9-11. There we go. There you go. Start with something light. Michael, do not be giving Josh <laughs> points for that knowledge. Well, I thought you were going to say Barrymore and then take it to a really dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's introduce who's on our team. So tonight, joining me is our second Bristol-based Liverpool fan of the season. Making his debut is comedy and TV warm-up icon, Mark Olver. Uh, Barry Moore was more 80s as well, I think. Uh, yeah. um, Henry <laughs> Kelly was more 80s. I think Henry Kelly would have been... Who's your defining 90s quiz show host? Uh, do you know what? Well, I was on a quiz show in the 1990s uh, called Raise the Roof when I was at university, uh, hosted by Bob Holness. Oh, wow. So, uh, I know he was more 80s, but uh, but yeah, he hosted the show where you could win a house and I was out in the first round, but uh, oh. hosted by Bob Holness. Very nice man. Lovely. Yeah, Michael, sure. any points for that? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> what about uh, that the theme tune of Going for Gold uh, was written by Hans Zimmer? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh that yeah. Is, that's, that's a, a good fact. That's worth a point. Yeah. yeah, there you go. One point. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's great stuff from Walburn. They always say in a big cup final, just get your first pass right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm not good. I mean, Michael, you'll know the other Bob Holness fact, obviously. He did not play the saxophone in Baker Street. No, no, no. True. Incorrect. Oh. He's the first person to have played James Bond. Ah, uh, yes. yes. That is true. He, he played it in the first radio dramatisation of James Bond. Is that a point, Michael? No, because I already knew it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, could I ask, do I actually get a point for Hans Zimmer? Because you said yes to that one. We'll, we'll see how tight the scores are at the end of this quiz. <laughs> if it's a deciding point, I'll probably have to take it away. <laughs> With me, we, we, we should introduce that I am... This is. I'm very pleased about this because it's very exciting that Devon has come together, a, f- yes. a pure Devon team. Mm. Uh, one of the most popular episodes, uh, I'm going to say one of our most popular episodes ever, was Talkie United with Charlie Baker. Here he is in his Talkie United shirt. Well, hello. Good evening. Was on. Was on, Josh. It's nice to speak <laughs> yeah. to you, my boy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them is truly Devon. How long, how long until Jethro turns up? Hey, that's Cornwall. Rate it. Right, it's Cornwall. It's Cornwall, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pound to get across the bridge, Chris. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a point docked for that, aren't I? Oh, God. I've never seen Jethro. No, Have you ever been? I've never been, but I bought a DVD once just to check out the competition. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, this is quite, I'm quite enjoying this, quite enjoying it. And he's quite, he's funny, you know, he's like really good at jokes and stuff. Like, like, he's all like loads of that. And all that. Is he on TV? The Dendal Penworthy. All right, he does all that. And then he'll go, just some horrible racist joke. Like, just right, <laughs> just like right in the middle of the set. And you go, what? Why have you done that? There was absolutely zero need. Um, I get told I get told I look like him a lot no. but now seeing you do the impression of him I'm like holy shit you really look like him the, the tribute act circuit I think is, is always there Oliver it's always there and the year I've had you know it's always knocking at the door you're a shoe in for the uh, biopic the Jeffro biopic when that comes out yeah. <laughs> I'm get, I know exactly what I'm doing as soon as this finishes I'm going to watch some Jeffro on YouTube and I'll let you know what I think <laughs> anyway, this is our, well, it's not biannual, I suppose, isn't it? Because we do two series a year, end of series quiz. Uh, as always, hosted by a man who gets every answer bullseye correct. It is Michael Marden. Hello. Hello. Yeah, so as is tradition to close out the series, it's time for the quickly, Kevin, 
90s football quiz. Uh, Josh, you'll be joined by Charlie to create the Devon Boys Dream Team. And Chris, you'll be joined by Mark to form a London-Bristol axis of 90s football knowledge. Now, before we start, I should add the usual disclaimer to the listeners. There will almost certainly be a lot of factual inaccuracies. Uh, (laughs) Please don't email me. Please don't tweet me. (laughs) It's just a bit of fun, guys. Honestly, just fun. Could you do a special feature on the Patreon where if they're a member of the Patreon, they are allowed to send in those messages disputing all the facts? (laughs) That's a great idea. That is a great idea. That's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll put my home address on. They can can come round. That's a great idea. They can come round, buy you a cup of tea and tell you where you've gone wrong. (laughs) Now, you are mostly playing for bragging rights this evening, but uh, as an added bonus, the winners will get to choose which song plays out at the end of the series. Chris, we've not discussed tactics. Are there tactics? Uh, try and get them right. That would be my one piece of advice. Thanks. Thanks, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So time for round one. Yep. This round is called a Big Man, Little Man. Nice. As a tribute to great striking partnerships of the 90s, Chris and Mark and Charlie and Josh will be required to work together to form a formidable quiz partnership. I will ask a series of questions where the answer is a number. The team closest to the correct answer will win the point. However, seeing as we're doing this remotely and the teams aren't able to confer, this is how it will work. Each player will write down their answer on a piece of paper. When prompted, they will reveal their guess. I will then add both the numbers from each team together and divide by two to get the average. That will then be the answer for that team. Can you tell me the rules again? Because I panicked when I might have a pen. Oh, God. God's sake. Just, just write down the number. Write down the number. Write down a number. Thanks. Point off already, surely. I worry about this dressing room over here on the M4. <laughs> okay, so first question. The greatest goalkeeper of not just the 90s, but in the oh, history no. of the game, is Peter the Great Dane Michael. But can you tell me how many international caps he received in his career? It's a good question. It's a great question. How long did he play for? He played for t- 10 years? I don't remember him being good. <laughs> I, rem- I, I remember him being good. He was the goalie in the Italia 90 sticker album, but they didn't qualify. But they had to guess at the teams too early, so he was in that. It just must be more galling to know that you made the sticker album. While you've mentioned Italian 90, do I get any points that my dad used to be a Fiat dealer and he <laughs> once sold a Fiat Italia 90 Panda. Oh, wow. Fiat Panda, oh, Italia wow. 90 with, with football, football hubcaps um, and the the uh, the dude, you know, their, their football dude. Oh, I'd love I very that. nearly bought like, one of those on eBay. Embroidered into the seats. Yeah, I was drunk one night, as I often do, searching Italian 90 on nice eBay. White. And, uh, a white one but it, it seemed grotesquely overpriced for a car in that and you condition. can't drive it, 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 yeah and I can't drive uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be more of a problem right does everyone have an answer yeah yes so we're going to start uh, with you please Charlie 198 198 198 you're absolutely insane no way have I gone massively I thought 10 years how many often, how often do you play He's not playing 20 games for Denmark a year over a decade. <laughs> Embarrassed myself already. I'm thinking Sh- Shilton sort of numbers, I was thinking. He didn't do 180. No, he did 125. Okay, I've gone, I've gone high. If everyone else goes low, I've gone high. The average score for your team is 142 caps. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Josh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good night. Chris, what is your answer? 80. 80. Over. What have you gone for? Nice and sensible, please, Over. 88. Everyone within eight, apart from Charlie, who are terrible start, isn't it? <laughs> really terrible start. The average for your team, Chris and Ova, is 84. We're not out there. I can tell you the correct answer is 129. What is it? What? <laughs> yeah! Go on! Go on! Josh and Charlie no, go no, Charlie said the thing! Wow. Unreal. Absolutely unbelievable. You've got to think, Charlie's he will have answer. played every single game, wouldn't he? No one else That's was playing. Right. Let's, go get, let's not get cocky. Yeah, no, no, but Charlie, you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're still massively wrong. 
Me and Chris were still closer to the answer than you were. But I was making the average. But I was making the average right over. Yeah, I know. But you can't then say that you use your logic when you were so wrong. Charlie anticipated that I'd go wrong. Yeah. Points on the board, over. Points on the board. Okay, question two. In 1998, long throw specialist Andy Legg claimed the world record for the longest throw-in when he threw the ball what distance? And please give your answers in metres and centimetres. Haven't you discussed this on the podcast? Yeah. Well, yeah, we have. I've read this so many times recently, so I'm, I'm very close, but I don't... I, I always think of Dave Challoner as the long throw specialist. Well, yeah, he's very much the stones to Andy Legg's Beatles, I think. <laughs> right. You've got an answer? Okay, so we'll start with Chris and Olver this time. Chris, can I have your answer first, please? I've gone with 35 metres. Olver? Um, I went 35, but then I changed my mind because I'm going Baker, so I w- I've gone uh, 28 metres, 40 centimetres. <laughs> Mine is now looking utterly ridiculous. I'm dreading for Charlie. <laughs> Got to go me first, here, Michael. Seven miles. <laughs> the average for your team is thirty-one meters point seven. Josh, what is your answer? Please? I've read this really recently in emails we've got, so it's it's not far off. This I don't think forty-two point eight or forty-two point eighty. Sorry. I'm so excited about this reveal. Uh, well, I, I think I've got this wrong because I, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, had he done it in some sort of Roy Castle Guinness Book of Records style challenge? Yeah, he did. Or is it during a... Right. Okay, so I was then thinking, right, how long is a football pitch? Right? And how long can yeah. goalkeepers throw it? They can throw it a long way, can't they? They can throw it at least half they don't way. They do it like that, do they? I know, but if you're like a long throw specialist, so I'm saying yeah. 85 metres. Charlie, <laughs> 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 you've lost your mind. <laughs> what? That's almost a pitch. How far do they throw a javelin? <laughs> Okay, so to recap, Chris and Olver, your average distance is 31.7 metres. And Josh and Charlie, your average is 63.9 metres. I can tell you the correct answer is 46.34 metres. Chris and Olver, half. get the point. Half. Not the end of the world, Charlie. Not Twice the end of the world. as long as I said. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we thought too much of Andy Legg. Mm. If, that's, if that's the case, I'm guilty. Bet Dave Challoner could have done 85. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I didn't know I was so thick. Olver, they're in disarray here. The good news is, Charlie, you always want a narrative to arise during a quiz, but it's very rare it happens so early. The full guy early on. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Arguably the high watermark of England's time in the 90s was the Euro 96 semi-final against Germany on the 26th of June 1996. But can you tell me what the official attendance was that day? Michael's asked for the official attendance because he's one of those uh, conspiracy theorists that, that believes that the FA were actually uh, taking... <laughs> the FA called the official attendance at 7,000 and then kept the money for themselves. <laughs> like, like those letters we received about the uh, chairman we won't name. That was always the thing at Torquay <laughs> on a Tuesday night. It would be like, oh, the attendance is 1,800... <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like, there's more than that here. <laughs> Uh, was it Old Wembley? Old Wembley, yeah. Have we discussed before that, because this is, blows my mind still, a lot of the group games outside of uh, Wembley didn't sell. Really? Can you imagine that now? They were half, half attended. Mad. I went to uh, France-Spain at Ellen Road in the group game, and that was in the evening, early evening, um, after the England-Scotland game. Oh, really? So I watched the England-Scotland game at, U- at my Hall's residence and then went across to Ellen Road because I was at uni in Leeds and went across to watch France-Spain. It was really easy to get tickets, really easy. How much do you blame the grey kit for losing that semi-final? I blame it 100%. Do you? Yeah, 100%. No teams have really played well in a grey kit, have they? There's no, there's no classic performance. Why? Why for a major championships in your own country would you have a grey away kit? Umbro have a lot to answer for. They do. I agree with you. Cause... <laughs> it's a shame you didn't agree with me on 85 metres. Randy Lake. 
<laughs> Time for your answers. Oh, we've got to end on Charlie here, Michael. <laughs> I don't want to tell Paul Polnus how to do his job, but you've got to do Chris and Mark first to build up to the headline act. 400,000 people. <laughs> okay. Chris. 88,500. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Lost your mind. Okay, um, I have got uh, eighty-three thousand four hundred and thirty-five. What did what did Wembley hold? I thought it would hold like a hundred thousand. So that gives your team an average of eighty-five thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven point five. So there's half a person in there. Why didn't I just go really low? <laughs> trying to just. And I'm not going mad. I'm not going raving mad. Okay, Josh. Um. 81,000. I wish I'd gone 60,000 now. I should have thought it through. Charlie? Um, I said 95,560. So to recap, Chris Nova, your average answer was 85,967.5. Josh and Charlie, yours was 88,280 is your average. The correct answer was 75,000. Really? So Chris and Oliver get the points. That's mad. That's really low. Was that the capacity of the old uh, Wembley then? Must have been. been. No, there must have been. I bet you there were 10,000 people there who hadn't paid. It's not Glastonbury in the 90s. No, because (laughs) you think, right, how many people will Barclays or whatever have taken? How many? They count, surely. They They don't count them, though, do they? They never count them in. No, do they not? Not in those boxes and stuff, do they? So the capacity of the old Wembley was uh, 82,000. So, yeah, you're looking at 7,000 and turn up. Sorry, Josh. I'm really sorry. No, I love it. I feel like I'm doing high-altitude training. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't believe I'm so, I can't believe I'm so out. Like, I'm, not even try, I'm not even trying. This is good, Oliver. This, this is good. Just keep our heads here. Charlie's going to reset himself incredibly low on the next question. I'd also say... To only be 2-1 up, considering how the game's gone so far, must feel like quite galling. Okay. Someone who comes up a lot on this show is England's record cap holder, mm. Peter Shilton. Awful man. In particular, his relaxed and, one might even say, incompetent approach to saving penalties. <laughs> so here is your question. Over his entire club and international career, can you tell me what you think his percentage of penalties saved what wow! Great oh. question. This is a brilliant question. I did total wipeout, celebrity total wipeout, um, in Argentina. Also on the uh, trip was at Ashlet from uh, Coronation Street, and uh, Dermot the gardener and Peter Shilton and and Peter what? Shilton. Now the first two people out of it because you get knocked out were me because I was too fat for it. And Peter Shilton, who was 68. <laughs> and so I, so we, after two or three days, I can't remember how many, me and Peter Shilton were in Buenos Aires while everyone else did the show. <laughs> and, and, and then I went round Buenos Aires with Peter Shilton for two or three days. Wow. And I kept going, hand of God. I kept going, hand of God, Peter Shilton, hand of God, <laughs> Peter Shilton. Nothing. No one even knew about it. Even the Ma- even the Maradona lookalike in the like main bit of out the Boca region, outside Boca Juniors, which is like the only bit you can go in without getting mugged, didn't know who Peter Shilton was. The Maradona <laughs> lookalike. <laughs> Did you ever ask him about his penalty uh, percentage shaving rate? No, no, I didn't ask him about that, and I, and I now have to work out the answer oh. after that glittering <laughs> anecdote. Okay, so we'll start with you, please, Chris. I've gone for 12%, because I think it's going to be fairly shit. I think one in every 10, those tactics he deploys where he just waits to see where it goes, I think it's something like that he's going to be saving. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I think... A decent penalty saving rate would be about 15%. So I've sort of halved it and oh. gone 7%. That's yeah, actually that's, good. Yeah, I'm pleased that the plays will have ended up there. I think I've, oh, gone, I've too gone too high. high because that oh. <laughs> <laughs> because Olver's th- thinking there is actually for keepers to save one in five penalties, that's quite a high rate, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Josh? <laughs> so what have we done? 14%. 14%. Okay. 
Charlie. Yeah. And especially, especially as, a, as a, it's an era. He's like quite old school, isn't he? So it was an era where they didn't even practice them, did they? They didn't even bother. A hundred and ten percent. No, I've said not. I've said nineteen percent. <laughs> I was going to change it, but I thought no, you got to be true to the game. Nineteen percent. Yeah. If Shields could save one in five penalties, Italian ninety would have been a different mm. story. No, we'd have still lost because we missed two. We missed two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you? What, you his agent? I tell you what, he, did, he didn't get across one in five balls on total wipeout. <laughs> uh, Chris and Oliver, so your average answer is 9.5%. And Josh and Charlie, your average is 16.5%. That's high, isn't it, Josh? That's high. No, all right. I can tell you the percentage of penalties that Peter Shilton saved in his career. Okay, so he faced... A total of 44 penalties. Is that all? That includes penalty shootouts. Includes penalty shootouts. Really? Wow. He only faced... Italian 90 was the only penalty shootout in his career. What? My mind. Out of 44, he saved two. Flipping it. <laughs> he saved two in his career. One of them... One of them hit the post without him touching it. So technically, <laughs> he saved one penalty. He has an average penalty save rate of 4.54%. Oh, oh, wow. By comparison, David James has a 28.57%. Does penalty he? Save rate. Blimey. Can you say that stat again, Michael, just in case it comes up in my mastermind round? <laughs> that, was a, that was a brilliant question. So at the end of that round, Chris and Olva... Are in the lead three one. Oh yeah! Wow, yeah. nice. It's easy though, isn't it? Early, it's still low, it's low, it's absolutely low. Okay, time for the next round, and it is the familiar favourite starting eleven. In this round, I'll give you a classic football match from the 90s. Each team will then take it in turn to name a player from either side oh, who appeared no. in that game. Jesus. If at any point you name a player who did not appear during the match, you are eliminated. And that includes both used and unused substitutes. That's a great game. It's a great game. Three points to the winning team. Now, the game in question is the 1998 FA Cup final between Arsenal and Newcastle. Arsenal won 2-0 on the 16th of May, 1998. Charlie, Mm. would you like to kick things off? I'd love to because I get to say Alan Shearer. I don't think he's correct. Oh, I do okay. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Trying to sow a seed of doubt there. (laughs) Were you trying to get into Michael's head so that he didn't check it? (laughs) No bother checking, Michael, he didn't play. Skull, would you like to get um, Nicholas Anelka. Correct. Josh? Christopher Ray. Correct. Why didn't I save that one? That's a good one to be sitting on. I'm an idiot. It's a good one. You, you should know that, Josh. That's a good one. Hulk, have one in your, have one in your pocket. Uh, over. I'm going to go David Seaman. No, no, no. Correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at this, Charlie. You are really showing your hand. Over to you, Charlie. Uh, Robert Perez. Oh, I think you've gone early there. Incorrect. You are eliminated, so just Josh left. That was nailed on in my head. Absolutely nailed on. I've got got two or three others that I thought, uh, yes, definitely them, to go with that one. Unbelievable. Chris, over to you. Lee Dixon. Correct. Josh. Tony Adams. Correct. Over. Les Ferdinand. Incorrect. What? I think he was at Spurs, wasn't he, at that point? So it's just Chris and Josh left. Over to you, Josh. Um, Mark Overmars. Correct. Yes, get in, Josh. Rob Lee. Correct. (laughs) I'm going to go... Oh, Patrick Vieira. Correct. Yes. Shea Given. Oh, of course. Correct. Emmanuel Petit. Uh, correct, Emmanuel Petit did play. Um, Nigel Winterburn? Oh, you absolute shit. Correct. Mm-hmm. Good one, good one. We've got to be close here, haven't we? I've got a couple of Newcastle, I think, but I'm not allowed to say anything. Pistone, Pistone. Correct. Oh, that deserves extra points. 
I've got, I don't want to ga- I don't really don't want to gamble with this. So I'm going to say Keith Gillespie. Great call. Oh, God. Was that one of the ones you were sitting on, Charlie? Incorrect. Oh, Rob Lee, it's Rob Lee. I said, said Rob Lee. Already. It's Rob Lee already. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about Steve Howie. So the, the Arsenal lineup was Seaman, Dixon, Keown, Adams, Winterburn, Ray Parler, Patrick Vieira, Emmanuel uh, Petit, Marco Mars, Nicholas Knauka, Christopher Ray. Newcastle was Shea Given, Alessandro Pistoni, Nikos Davizas, Steve Howie, Stuart Pierce, Warren Barton, oh, Rob Lee, Howie. David Batty, Gary Speed, Tamuri Ketspire, and Alan Shearer. Ketspire! Tamuri Ketspire! Perfect! How can we miss Batty? Oh. That is unacceptable. So, Josh and Charlie get the points. Yeah, get it! now 4 3 in the lead. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, Chris. Skull can't believe what's happening. After a great first half, you've done <laughs> All that. All I said was half. Alan Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> like a mat, anyone could have just guessed Alan Shearer. So when did Les Ferdinand play for Newcastle? Though? Earlier, when he left for he, he left probably yeah. Oh, what you mean a year earlier? Like literally <laughs> one year earlier, and you're giving me all that. Ages. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, let's keep our composure. Well, they've lost it. They've turned yeah, on each other. Falling out. Okay. Time for the next round. Yes. It's called Who Am I? In this round, I'll give you a series of clues about an iconic 90s figure. If at any point you think you know who that person is, you can buzz in and guess. If you guess correctly oh, no. after the first clue, your team will receive five points. If you guess correctly after the second clue, you'll receive four points and so on and so forth. However, if you buzz in and guess incorrectly at any stage, you will be eliminated from that round. Okay, here's your first clue. I was born in Nottinghamshire on the 15th of September, 1944. Clue number two. I played 339 times for Grimsby and Lincoln. Clue number three. My first managerial job. Oh, buzz. Josh has buzzed. I think I'm wrong. Um, was it Graham Taylor? It was Graham Taylor. Yeah! Oh, come on! Belting! That's absolutely excellent. Fair, Fair play. Really? Fair Can play. you not knock it? Delighted with that. Does he only get two points because you had started the next clue? <laughs> no. I'm going to give him the points because there wasn't enough of a clue. Okay. Time for the final round of the first half, 90s Football Mastermind. Each player will have 90 seconds to answer 10 questions on their chosen specialist subject. One point for each correct answer. This time round, Charlie and Mark, you will play in the second half of the quiz. Chris and Josh will play. First up in the spotlight is Charlie. You have chosen for your specialist subject, Torquay United in the 90s. Now, I will say, I have no idea if these questions are the easiest questions in the world or the hardest. This is a shame, isn't it? If one of the answers isn't Ivan Golak, then they are the hardest questions in the world. (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Charlie? Have you revised, Charlie? Um... No. <laughs> Although I was but reserved to be on Mastermind, I asked if Talk United could be my specialist subject, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what it is. <laughs> so it's a shame, isn't it? So it's great to be able to use the knowledge I've. Uh, let's see if I can use the knowledge or not. Here we go. Okay, your time starts now. Lee Sharp is arguably Torquay United's most famous alumni. He's also one of three players to play for the club that went on to win an England cap after they left. Can you name one of the other two? For sake. No, I can't. Steve Bold or Keith Curl. Question number two. Which player became the club's youngest ever goalscorer when they scored against Walsall in August 1993? David Bing. Correct. Which player made the most FA Cup appearances for the club during the 1990s? Kevin Hill? Correct. Torquay have reached the fourth round of the FA Cup seven times in their history. Which season during the 90s did they also achieve this? V West Ham, uh, 93. 89 90. 
Which player is Torquay's record signing of the decade? Leon Constantine. Avion Williams. Oh, Avion Williams scored a hat-trick on his debut and never played it very well ever again. And for which player did you receive a record transfer fee in the 90s? David Graham. Rodney Jack. In September, Rodney Jack to in, crew. Unbelievable. In September 1991, Torquay suffered their heaviest League Cup defeat in the club's history after a 7-1 loss against which team? Scunthorpe. Oldham Athletic. Torquay had a particularly torrid time in the 95-96 season, recording a club record fewest league goals in the season. But how many did they score in total in 46 matches? 25. 30. And your time is up. That was, hey, a, that was a hard lot of questions. There was, didn't ask me one manager. What? Oh, my God. Paints quite a depressing like picture of talking I mean, in the nineties. Really, it was quite a positive era. You wouldn't know it. We got a couple of promotions. You know, we went. We did. We did <laughs> unbelievable. We won at Wembley in a in a cup fight. In, unbelievable. We had a, a brilliant time in the. Where were the questions about that? Unbelievable. It was more of a roast than a mastermind, right? Yeah, it was. It was uh, no, it was a roast, Josh. You're absolutely right. Absolute <laughs> disgrace. And I feel like it's the absolute media bias towards the West Country that has come to the fore. <laughs> Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock was our manager for a bit. Neil Warnock. He was He was question number nine. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chris, if that's the standard of the questions, then... I am absolutely fucked. And also, I'm a, com- <laughs> I'm a confidence player like Emil Heskey. And uh, ever since I said Les Ferdinand, I can look in your eyes. So do me a favour. No matter how you feel during the first couple of questions, just poker face. Just just hide behind okay. your microphone, all right? Because okay. I can't. I can't cope with disappointing you. I'm very embarrassed about Rodney. That we're not been knowing Rodney Jacks, particularly as we'd had a huge Rodney Jack conversation before we pressed record. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mark, come on, over. you are up next, and your mastermind subject is Liverpool goalies in the nineties. I'll get these. Hooper, <laughs> Mike Hooper. <laughs> Okay, your time starts now. On the 6th of July, 1992, David James was signed by Liverpool from Watford. What was the transfer fee? Uh, 1.7 million? 1.25 million. He went on to make 214 Premier League appearances. How many clean sheets did he keep in the league? (laughs) I don't feel so bad now. Um... (laughs) Uh, 62. 72. Oh. Bruce Grobler won 12 major domestic trophies with Liverpool. Which season in the 90s did he win his final trophy? Uh, 92-93. In a notorious incident during the Merseyside derby in the 93-94 season, Grobler assaulted which of his Liverpool teammates? <laughs> uh, Rob Jones? It was Steve McManaman. Which team did he leave Liverpool to sign for on a free transfer in 1994? Um, oh, I even researched. I, this was the bit of revision that I did. Oh, but come on, mate. <laughs> um, uh, Aston Villa. Southampton. Ooh. Five goalkeepers played for Liverpool during the decade. Who made the fewest appearances in all competitions? Mike Hooper. <laughs> um, yeah. Was it Mike Hooper? <laughs> it was Mike Hooper. <laughs> Liverpool signed Brad Friedel. I started, so I'll finish. Liverpool signed Brad Friedel in 1997 for 1.7 million from which American team? Oh, that's tough. Um, from. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the Columbus Crew. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, bang. Oh, Excellent. Oh, you know what? You finished that round very strong. I was like the really difficult questions. I was, I was sort of close, right? That wasn't an embarrassment. <laughs> I think the year yeah. ones, you should give some years either way. I, I, th- I think also, I think you should be ashamed you didn't get the right amount of clean yeah, sheets for David James in the Premier League. I was 10 out. Well, congratulations, Oliver. You scored 
two points. How many did oh. Baker get for Torquay? Uh, two points also. Okay, that whistle means it's half time while the teams go off for an inspirational team talk. And you can fucking pick someone else to help you and you can bring your fucking dinner. Because by the time I'm finished with you, you'll fucking need it. And I work out the scores. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. After 90 minutes of share hell, you're going to get thirsty. This is new isotonic leukocyte sport. It gets to your thirst fast. Isotonic means it's in balance with your body fluids. Welcome back to part two of the 90s football end of series quickly Kevin quiz. At the halftime break, Josh and Charlie are in the lead 10 Five. Boom! Oh, oh, fucking hell. How has that happened? Jesus. No one knows how that's happened. Still a lot to play for. We've been appalling. <laughs> <laughs> we've been awful. Chris, I think we've got this. I think we've right, got this. Right. Come on, we need. I'm going to raise my game. Let's see how it goes. Okay, this next round is all about questions that have been set by the Quickly Kevin fan club members over on the forum. Nice. Oh, God, I hate those pricks. <laughs> One of the members on the forum called Secret Squirrel started a brilliant thread called the Neverending 90s Football Quiz. It's a general knowledge 90s football quiz from which I have plundered these questions, partly to pay tribute to them and partly because it means less work for me. And I can also blame someone else if the facts are wrong. <laughs> so here's how the round will work. I will ask you a question. The next player in line will attempt to answer. If they guess correctly, their team gets a point and we proceed to the next question. If they get it wrong, it moves round for the next player to guess until someone gets it right or nobody does and we move to the next question. There is one point for each correct answer. So we toss the coin before the quiz. Chris, you're first up to guess and then we will move clockwise according to my screen each time. Okay, question number one. Who scored in two World Cups, both in the 90s, for two different countries oh, wow. oh wait a minute uh pavel nedved Oof. incorrect charlie over to you jürgen klinsman oh that's such oh. a good such a, oh. incorrect oh that must be that must be close that must be close though yeah i like your thinking over to you over have you got a guess um carol Pabolski. Lovely woman. Incorrect. <laughs> she works in accounts. She's smashing. <laughs> and Josh, last chance to get this question right. Rudy Voller. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Josh. Incorrect. Ooh. Oh. The correct answer was Prozanecki for Yugoslavia and oh. Croatia. Oh, nice. Okay. Great. Okay. So no one gets a point there. Question number yeah. two. So we start with you, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Who made their league debut in goal for Manchester United in their home game with Wimbledon on the 30th of April, 1990? The only player Alex Ferguson signed twice. Jim Lay- Jim Lay- Jim Layton. <gasps> Incorrect. Oh. oh. I, was, I thought I was nailed on, didn't you, John? Um, I did, actually, yeah. Over. Oh, I genuinely can't think. So I'm going Les Seeley. That's a great shout. I admire that. Incorrect. Josh. That's what I respond to, though, Chris, so thanks. Yeah. So they made the Man U debut in 1990? Yep. Was it Mark Bosnich? Didn't he play for Man U before he came back Mm. to Man U? It was indeed Mark Bosnich. Yeah! That's amazing. Brilliant fact. I was was going down the Aberdeen route. That's where I was going. That's where I was going to Scotland. Yeah, I I always went went McClare then. Question number three. Starting with you, Mark. 1999 was the last time an English Premier League club fielded an entire starting 11 of English players. But which club did it? These are good questions. 1999. Chelsea? It's a good guess, but it's incorrect. Well, that, that, was, that was my guess as well, Mark. So Okay, Josh. Wimbledon? Incorrect. Chris? 
Could it be Blackburn Rovers? Incorrect. <sighs> I'm going to say Southampton. Incorrect. Oh. The correct answer was Aston Villa. Oh, oh good. I wouldn't have got that. Okay, question number four. Starting with you, Josh. Name the France player who won the Champions League and the World Cup in 1998. Oh, I know this. Um, who the hell won the Champions League in 1998? I think it was... So, I think I know who won the Champions League, but I don't can't think who the French player would be. So I'm going to go with, even though I know it's wrong, Zinedine Zidane. Incorrect. Chris, over to you. Didier Deschamps. Incorrect. Oh, fuck, is it? Oh, man. I was oh, so confident. I genuinely was thinking, oh, brilliant, we've got a point now. <laughs> so confident. No. Charlie. Is it Fabian Barthez? Incorrect. Finally, over. I'm going to go to Ram. Nice. Incorrect. Oh, the correct oh, man. answer was oh, Christian Carambu. Oh, I would have given me yeah. forever. Who did he win the Champions League with? Uh, Real Madrid mm. won the Champions League with in 1998. Uh, okay, question number five. Uh, we all know the famous Kevin Keegan, I would love it yeah. if we beat them, Rant. But who was interviewing Keegan Lovely. when he came out with that seminal 90s moment? Chris, we start with you. It's Keegan Gray. Correct. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, would need it. I think we need it to be keys or grey, don't we? <laughs> Who asked well, they're the both question? Ta- they're both chipping in, winding them up. <laughs> okay, question number six. Starting with you, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Who was the first ever Premier League manager to be sacked? Oh, what a wow. Lovely, lovely question. Oh. No, I have absolutely zero idea. I think this is our be- the best quiz we've had. It's a really great standard. It's a really above my level. I feel like George Weir's cousin. When you say the best, are you just referring to the questions or questions? Oh, well, I haven't heard the edit yet, Mark. But the questions are the questions are brilliant. The answers mm, so far yeah. have been shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Who was rubbish in 1992? I'm going to say Howard Wilkinson. Good, Good guess, but it's incorrect. Oh. Over. I'm going to go maybe George Graham? Not a bad answer at all. Though. Incorrect. Oh. Josh, oh. over to you. Peter Reid? Incorrect. And finally, oh. Chris, any guesses? City's an interesting one because they're always sacking. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Palace were crap around that time. So Steve Koppel? No, yeah, Koppel's a good call. Shout for any of them. I was going to say Frank Burrows, so I hope that's not right. The correct answer was Ian Porterfield at Chelsea. Oh, yeah. I mean, who remembers that? I mean, the fact that I've never even heard that man's name. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I didn't know who Frank Burrows was. <laughs> if Ian Porterfield walked in my house now, I'd not have a clue who he was. I wouldn't even ask him to help me with this quiz. <laughs> okay. Question number seven. Starting with you, Oliver. Which club provided the most players to England's World Cup Italia 90 squad? Lovely, what a love, lovely, Great lovely question. question. Oh, please tell me I'm going first. I'm going first. Um, oh. I think I've got quite a good Did answer. Did you say 1990? Yep. Italia 90 squad. Which team, which club provided the most players to that squad? Um, I'm going to go with Everton. It's a good answer, but it's incorrect. I think I know this. And it's with you, with you, Josh. I think it's Rangers. It was indeed Glasgow Rangers. Chris Woods on the bench. Yes. Chris Woods, Harry Butcher, Gary Stevens, and Trevor Stevens. Very good. How weird is that? What a great fact. I was going to say Spurs, but that's a great answer. I was thinking Liverpool. Wouldn't you have like Beardsley, Barnes, Mark Wright? Oh, yeah. And finally, last question this round. Starting with you, Josh. Who is the only player born before 1960 to score a hat-trick in the Premier League? Oh, lovely. Isn't that lovely? Mick Quinn? Incorrect. Chris? The only player born before 1960 to get a hat Oh, um, Ian Rush? Incorrect. Charlie, any guesses? 
I can't give any players now. This is the trouble. I've got no <laughs> idea of any footballers now. Um, is it Jeff Hurst? <laughs> 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 no, uh, Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan. <laughs> Gordon Strachan is the correct answer. Yeah! <laughs> oh! What? Bang! How did that happen? <laughs> Jeff Hurst to Gordon Strachan. Unbelievable narrative. Technically, I should take your first answer, but that was no, so no, no, clearly no, a joke no, answer no. that I will, I will let it fly. Get in! Oh, that was like scoring a goal. It was so exciting. Look at Skull and Over. Over. I don't think Over's going to recover from this. <laughs> I just, this is. Chris, I'm really. But we can't be blamed for this, Nick. Like, I can't be blamed for this when he does stuff like that. <laughs> that was so talky United, that. Oh, that was amazing. I can't think of anyone. Jeff Hurst, and then just out of nowhere, Gordon Scrap. <laughs> Flipping it. Did Ian Porterfield just sneak in your house? He's here. Ian, keep it down, Ian. Make Frank Burrows a cup of tea. <laughs> Next round, we are returning to Who Am I? Same rules as before. I'll give you a series of clues about an iconic 90s figure. Buzz in any point if you think you know the answer. Okay. Clue number one. I was born in Edinburgh in Scotland. Second bit of the sentence was... <laughs> For those... Where? Where is the place you speak of? I was born in Justin Edinburgh. Someone was born in Justin Edinburgh. <laughs> I began my playing career at Dundee United before a move to Aberdeen, where I played between 1977 and 1984. I signed for Manchester United in 1984. Oh, <clears throat> Chris was first in there. Brian McClare? It's a good guess, but it's incorrect. So Chris is eliminated. I think Oliver buzzed in there. Did you want to guess or did you want to wait for the next clue? I am going to wait for the next clue. Charlie buzzed. I, I buzzed. Yep. Is it Jim Layton? <laughs> it is not Jim Layton. Oh, oh gosh. Come on, Oliver. Just to let you Come know, on. Chris, I was going to say Jim Layton. And then just <laughs> <had to pass laughs> <out>. <laughs> oh. I think I, I just don't... I don't... <sighs> next clue. I left Manchester United in 1989 to sign for Leeds United. Oh, over. Josh was just in first there. It's Gordon Strachan again. It is Gordon Strachan, yeah! correct. Oh, it's unreal. Jeff Hurst. Yes. Um, I was going to say Gordon Strachan as well, genuinely. I, I just thought he's not going to come up as an answer ah, twice. Amazing, wasn't it? Real, real curveball. Oh. Josh and Charlie get the point there. Chris, we're being destroyed, aren't we? Lesser than we. Oh, sorry, Brian McClare. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a chat after your mastermind, shall we? Arguing amongst the defence here. <laughs> He's one of those. You said earlier, oh, I'm an arm around the shoulder. What you mean is the arm goes around the shoulder and just squeezes me. <laughs> I'm in the press conference now, really going, he needs to up his ideas here. Right, come on, unity over. Come on, final stretch. Okay, next that round, we are returning to starting 11, part two. Same rules as before. I'll give you a classic game from the 90s. You take it in turn to name a player who played. If they didn't play, either a sub or unused, you are eliminated. Last man standing wins the points for the team. So, previous time we had the 1998 FA Cup final. So this time round, we're going to have the 1998 League Cup final between Chelsea and Middlesbrough. On the 29th of March, 1998, Chelsea won 2-0. And Josh... Would you like to go first? Zola. Gianfranco. Correct. <laughs> Emil. Uh, Olva. Uh, Ravinelli. Incorrect. Oh, oh, no, no, that was my one. Olva. Charlie, your turn. Uh, Janino. Incorrect. Oh, my gosh. Neither, really? neither of them played. Okay. In the final. Wow. Neither of them played in the final. 
Chris. Wrong season. Wrong season. I'm glad that me and you uh, were in the early so, boat together. So sorry. <laughs> I'm a tunnel sorry for laughing at you for Ravenelli being wrong. <laughs> uh, Frank LeBeau. Frank LeBeau, correct. Josh? Ed DeHoy. Correct. Chris? Roberto Di Matteo. Correct. God, you learn a lot when it's your own podcast, don't you? Oh, They're yeah. both really good at this. <laughs> really good. Uh, Gianluca Festa. Oh. Correct. How did you get more points for that, to be honest? I want to play it really, really safe. You know I played really it really safe with Ravinelli, right? No, I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only Middlesbrough player I could ever think of. <laughs> Craig Hignett. Oh, God, no. Incorrect. Uh, Come on! No wonder they lost. They would beat the reserves out. <laughs> Youth team were playing. Oh, it's so annoying. Okay, so the Chelsea lineup was Ed Dehoy, Dan Petrescu, Frank LeBeouf, Michael Dubery, Frank Sinclair, Graham Lasso, Roberto Di Matteo, Dennis Wise, Eddie Newton, Gianfranco Zola and Mark Hughes. Mm. Middlesbrough, Mark Schwarzer, Gianluca Festa, Steve Vickers, Nigel Pearson, Vladimir Kinder, Paul Merson, Robbie Musto, Neil Madison, Andy Townsend, Hamilton Ricard, and Marco Branca. Terrible awful team. team. Awful Rubbish. team. When I say awful team, I mean me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it was 3-1 at one point. Well, uh, Michael, no. have you got any more of those rounds where Charlie can overestimate? Two words, Gordon and Strachan. <laughs> Time now for the final round of the quiz. Josh, you are going to go first. Before we name my topic, the Wikipedia page was a lot briefer than I'd expected. And I think it's a shame on the nation that it's not more detailed. Your chosen mastermind subject is the life times and career of Barry Fry. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Were you surprised? I'm presuming you've looked at the same Wikipedia page, Michael. Well, I had to go slightly deeper because there wasn't anywhere near enough information on that. So. It was, were you surprised like I was? Yeah. Considering he's such a big such character. Such a huge cultural figure. Yeah. <laughs> There's about three paragraphs. Michael, please tell me that you've spent six months undercover following Barry Fry. <laughs> <laughs> he signed a player once. Brazilian on the on the pitch, and the the player never played for the team. <laughs> I can't remember his name, unfortunately. Josh might be one of the questions. It'll come. It'll come to you. It'll come to you. Okay, Josh, your time starts yeah. now. In what year was Barry Fry born? Oh, 1945. Correct. Where was he born? Oh, uh, oh, because then he resigned for them. Oh, fuck. Bedford? Correct. <laughs> what is his middle name? Oh, oh, I saw this. Francis. Correct. <laughs> uh, which team did he start his career but left before making a single appearance? Manchester United. Correct. At uh, which club did he start his managerial career? Dunstable. Correct. In which season <laughs> did he win the second division with Birmingham City? 94? 94, 95. 94, 95? Oh, oh I know. Okay. You, you, yeah, uh, wrong. What is his wife's name? Oh, Jesus. Um, Jesus. Um. Uh, incorrect. Christine. <laughs> According to his records, how many times does he claim he has been sacked in his career? Oh, 16. 37. <laughs> What was the name of the controversial chairman who sacked him at least eight of those times? Dan Flashman. Correct. And finally, what was the name of the 1997 Sky documentary about him and Peter Reunited? Oh, that's not the one about... Oh, oh is that the one? There's only one Barry Fry? Correct. Oh, oh. The preeminent expert on Barry Fry, Josh. I mean... Pro- I'm not, proven I'm not, yourself. I mean, 
that was amazing. But I had how many clean sheets as David James had? And <laughs> Michael, the first couple of questions, you even did it chronologically down the Wikipedia page. <laughs> what is Gary Fry's name? <laughs> <laughs> That's outrageous. Well, you could have mixed them up a little bit. This is disgusting. Okay, so seven. It's a strong score. Very good. Chris, even with a perfect score, you guys can't win. <laughs> so you're playing for pride now, or what's left of it. Your mastermind subject, Chris. Don't let is, us down, Chris. It's the life and times of Yuri Geller. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, dear. Your time starts. As someone who's got so much info about them. Oh, man. I, I've, and I've loved it as well. I've really loved it. I'm, always, I'm going to be sad when this is over because I won't have an excuse to research Yuri Geller anymore. If we win this, there will be on social media, Yuri Geller will put out a recording of this podcast <laughs> with his voice over the top going, the scores will change. The scores will change. Right. Josh, Josh, Yuri Geller is a man known for his positivity and his energy. I think he might be somewhere in the universe using it through me. Would you give me the opportunity? If I get a perfect score here, can we say I've won? Um, um, yeah. um, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, not just you. What a team player. Team. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sure. Sure. Oh, well. yeah. There's no I in team, but there is in Chris. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, Oliver, I'm... I'm bringing you back to go head to head on my team in a future quiz against Chris. <laughs> the ultimate revenge mission. In comparison to Barry Fry's Wikipedia page, Yuri Geller's is so dense. There's so much content there that I think if I gave Skull access to the Wikipedia page, he still wouldn't get these all right. <laughs> yeah. In <laughs> seconds. The, okay. the litigation Skull. section alone. Yeah. Is like... If you get eight, I'll give you the victory. Okay, that's okay. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I love being patronised. We love this. <laughs> Just trying to create some drama, Oliver. Yeah, okay. Is that all right with you, Charlie? Yeah, if, one of the question, if one of the answers is uh, Michael Jackson and David Blaine in a car around St. James's Park, Exeter, then then I think we get the point for that as well. But Okay. Your time starts now. In what year was Yuri Geller born? 1946. Correct. Where was he born? Tel Aviv. Correct. What was the name of the kidnapped Hungarian model Geller predicted would be found safe and sound, but wasn't? Oh, my God. I, I don't know. I Googled her. <laughs> I bet you, you absolutely have. <laughs> Just Googling models, missing models. <laughs> uh, her name was Helga Farkas. Uh, Which American chat show host was suspicious of Geller's powers and debunked him on air? Jimmy Carson. Correct. Why did Geller sue Nintendo for 60 million in the year 2000? And they made a Pokemon, like, copied him. Correct. What is the name of Geller's private island off the coast of Scotland? Mumra or something. Lamb Island. Who was Geller's best man when he renewed his wedding vows in 2001? (laughs) Michael Jackson. Correct. Which club did he get involved with in 1997, including a trip to the stadium with the King of Pop? Exeter City. Correct. do it. Who missed the penalty Geller claimed to have moved the ball for during Euro 96? Oh, come on. Come off it. Gary, Mc- Gary McAllister. Final question. To win it. You've given He's this away, Josh. Seven correct. This is the drama everyone wants to hope. This is for the win. And finally. Can I answer it? Yeah, Olver's got to answer it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's the rule. I've always got to answer it. And finally. Geller has written four fiction books in his lifetime. Can you name the title of one of them? Well, his autobiography is called My Story, and I would argue that is a work of fiction. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, we're going to have to go to court to find out who's right. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, let me guess. um, Oh, Crystal Magic. (laughs) Crystal Magic. Unfortunately... That is uh, incorrect. You could have uh, had Ella, Sean, Pampini, or Dead Cold. Sean? Uh, like the name oh, of a person? The name Sean. Spelt like Sean Locke, S-E-A-N. S-H-A-W-N. So at the end of all of that, Josh and Charlie are the victors. Yes, Congratulations. Right. Well played, Chris and Oliver. I thought 90s football quizzes were the winner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Josh, Charlie, what song? 
Before we say goodbye, would you like to play out not just the end of the show, but the end of the series? Uh, Josh, Talk United run out to uh, two songs, Abanda by Herb Albert, but also Robert Miles' Children. (laughs) Um, So I was wondering if we could go with Robert Miles' Children, because it's very 90s as well, you know. Yeah, I think that would be great. Robert Miles' Children. Well, that's it for another series. Series 7 of Quickly Kevin will be back very soon with Series 8. But for now, big thank you to all our guests this series. Jamie Redknapp, Jason Manford, Ivo Graham, Neville Southall, Andy Townsend, Mike Ingham, Jamie Carragher, John Robbins, Bob Mills and Henning Venn. And of course, Charlie Baker and Mark Olver. Thank you, lads. We'll be back very soon. It's taken two months of our lives. Well, it's probably added two months of our lives. Q Robert Miles. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.